We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man with a steak, with a side salad, chips, and a lashings of garlic sauce. It's Chris. I can never eat steak without French mustard. English mustard? No, no. English mustard, I like in like burgers and hot dogs, but French mustard, that's what you have with your steak. I don't know why there's a salad with my steak. We're going to remove <laughs> that and get in my, uh, my thick cut chips and my onion rings with some barbecue chicken wings on the side. That sounds like a hefty meal. And a pot of cold slaw. Okay. Well, the salad is just there for dressing. For it's, dressing. Po- it's polite. It's polite to have a... At least a t- look, make it look like you're attempting to eat slightly healthy. As soon as, the, as soon as the waiter leaves, our salad goes on the floor. Just no, on not, the floor? Not on the floor. I just throw it across the restaurant. Not even politely leave it on the table. Dump it on the floor you, like a child. Do you politely leave food on the table? I don't want that. Push off the plate. I just No, I just move it to the side a bit. Or you just say to the waiter, I don't want this. Yo, waiter, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what are you doing here? Take it back to the kitchen. This has drifted into restaurant <laughs> dining <laughs> etiquette. No, we're talking about Blade from 1998. A Well, the first properly successful film uh, that the Marvel brand produced in cinematic form, Chris. Because before this, there were a bunch of really not great films like the original Fantastic Four, uh, a series of Captain America films. They were no good. And of course, everyone's favourite. Howard the Duck. I keep looking for this Howard the Duck film. I can never find it. Probably best that you don't watch it. It costs more than Return of the Jedi. So to it's going to be good then, isn't it? No. Yes. It's the opposite. The more expensive, the better it is. That's <laughs> how it goes. Oh, yeah. Because I remember Justice League being really good. What, you said you want to watch it now? No, I don't want to watch Henry Cavill's million-pound CGI-less moustache. Would you watch it again just for that no. scene where uh, Superman's holding everybody and he looks at Flash as he's running? I can see that on the YouTube. Shall we talk the about YouTube. Blade? The <laughs> YouTube? Yes. So, people that are unfamiliar with Blade, what are his powers? He's played by Wesley Snipes, so he's got the associated charisma of Wesley Snipes who throughout this film proceeds to break character with fist bumps and nonsensical one-liners. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> there was also um, there was another guy to play Blade as well, a guy called Sticky Fingers. He, he played Blade in a TV series. Okay. When? Do you have any more information on this? Was it a voice acting? Was it live action? Live action, I know, because... Uh, I got a DVD and given to me for Christmas or sometime. It was the first three episodes in this TV series. Only the first three? Yeah, they're like, in, you know, 45 minutes long, though. But he was not as good as Wesley Snipes. When was that TV show? I will fact check this. You, you fact check oh, all you want. I have no idea <laughs> at all when the TV show was. After the film, I'm guessing. Okay. But Blade, half human, half vampire. He has all of their strengths and none of their weaknesses is the best way to describe it. But he has... The thirst. You know, he wants blood. Okay. Does this mean you can't eat normal food? Can he not enjoy steak and <laughs> chips and onion rings? Uh, I'm sure he can. He has a bit to of eat. A negative over the top. No, no, I think he can. I think that must be how he gains his sustenance. And then he just has to take his little serum. Just take a cup of blood. Why does he have to take the serum shots? I don't know. This film depicts vampires in a really negative light, doesn't it? As opposed to Twilight, that depicts them in a very positive and sparkly light. Fuck Twilight. That's all <laughs> I've got to say. 
Uh, no, so Blade, he uses his um, vampire skills to hunt vampires. He's got a thirst on for revenge because a vampire, how he got his powers is his mother was bitten before she gave birth. Uh, she was bitten, she dies, and because his mum was infected, that kind of got passed on to him. He's using his skills that he's got to hunt down vampires and get revenge for Mama Blade. <laughs> Mama Blade. Yes, which um, we'll see how that goes during the events of this film. So Wesley Snipes, there is a, there is a fairly interesting story as to how he got cast as Blade. Uh, the script was in development uh, around the same time that they were also trying to develop a Black Panther film uh, okay. back in the 90s. And Wesley Snipes was originally penciled in to play Black Panther, but that script never really got off the ground. And Wesley Snipes was between jobs... And he got approached to play Blade and he really liked the script, really enjoyed it and decided to come on board. For the most part, he fits the role quite well. But there are tiny moments where he, you know, goes, yeah, fist bumps when he does a particularly are good you kill. talking about the scene where in the beginning section where he's in the nightclub, he pins a vampire to all two stakes and does a little... Um, yes! Yeah, brings yeah. his fist up, pulls it in, does he... <laughs> I want that scene. Can we screenshot that? And that would be the image for the... the uh, you want that the as podcast. the thumbnail? The thumbnail. That's, I was trying to think. I cannot <laughs> think what it was. Or how about all the other weird one-liners that he does throughout the film? Uh, I cannot remember them. Ever, you... Some suckers always try and ice skating uphill. That's oh, one. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense in the... Yes, con- it is. Because ice skating uphill is going to pretty much be impossible... So there's always some fuckers trying to do the impossible. Well, guess what? Motherfucker. I'm the daywalker. <laughs> stabby, stabby. That would have been better if he'd finished it with that. Yeah, it also would have been better if there was a, a witty banter between Blade and the villain Frost about ice skating. Except there is Or maybe that was it. Because he's called Frost. Yeah. That's why he's doing is he? Maybe that's the tenuous link. Maybe stay frosty, although that is bordering into Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Mr. Freeze territory of punnage. Which no one can truly beat. No, I, I was trying to, but I, I'll try again later. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the film opens up with a rave, basically. Your classic 90s rave. A bloodbath a, rave. Yeah, it's a rave for vampires, effectively. And this poor bloke, this muggle, he's lured into this rave and he's going to be eaten. Uh, he's soaked in blood that comes down from the sprinklers. The DJ's Quinn, who Blade has been after and he's having a whale of a time. Blade shows up, saves the muggle messes up all the security guards and all the would-be raving vampires that try to take him out. Shotgun, sword, weird predator-esque boomerang blade thing. (laughs) All the tools that you can imagine slaying vampires with. Stakes as well. He uses stakes. What do you think of the animation of them dissolving? Bad. Good for the 90s. Bad for... Yeah, you comment, it's a 98 film. Yeah. (laughs) I will give it some leeway with the CGI, and I'll definitely give them kudos for a scene that they cut out that I'll talk about closer to the end. Ooh, they cut a scene. For good reason. For very, very good reason that I'll, I'll, I'll get onto in a second. But yeah, okay. Uh, Blade crashes the party and just massacres a bunch of vampires until he gets to Quinn, who he's been tracking Quinn down, and Quinn can lead him to a... Um, a 
higher ranking vampire called Frost, who's causing trouble and Blade wants to get rid of him before more trouble can happen. But Blade's had trouble with killing Quinn before. Probably stabbed him a bunch of times and that's not worked. But uh, yeah, Blade gets the upper hand in this fight, pins Quinn to the wall. Uh, they're in like an abattoir? They're, that's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, they're in like a giant blood-collecting thing, thing, I think, at this moment. And he pins Quinn to the wall and then sets him on fire. But before Quinn can properly cook... Uh, the police show up and the police Probably are on cook. yeah <laughs> and the police are on the payroll of the vampires they're corrupt so blade doesn't know if he can trust these guys so he runs off and um leaves quinn to cook uh, he also leaves the muggle there he's dead uh, the muggle he's rescued but then blade has left him with possibly corrupt cops he's left him with familiars yeah they're going to kill him or take him to a vampire aren't they yeah <laughs> there's, no there's, there's no way Saying that, when they arrived and they uh, extinguished the burning Quinn, there were two paramedics that knelt down and then started to uh, tend to, as you say, the muggle's wounds. Or maybe it's a trap. Maybe they're going to kill him as well. Blade doesn't care, does he? So long as he's not been bitten, it's not his problem nor his concern. Yeah. Blade's got a scarper, leaves the muggle, but uh, he's not done with Quinn. He wants to confirm the kill and make sure that he's properly toast. Quinn is taken to a hospital for a post-mortem, so Blade follows him there. But he's not quick enough because Quinn revives himself, takes out the pathologist, bites him in the neck, and then turns his attention to the hematologist, Karen. Quinn grabs her, bites her, but she manages to fight out of it, and then Blade shows up and scares Quinn off. There's a little tussle, but Quinn throws himself out of a window, and more police show up, shoot Blade... And then there's another weird moment of, this isn't Blade, this is Wesley Snipes going, damn motherfuckers, or something like that. Just looking at the cops and going, seriously, dude? Seriously, motherfuckers? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that classic Wesley Snipes. I like that. (laughs) You like that he just suddenly turns from Blade into Wesley Snipes every now and then? (laughs) I enjoy that. I'll give it that. He does more of it in the second one. Yeah, I don't doubt that. But yeah, that line made me chuckle. Um... Blade's about to leave, but he sees that Karen's been bit. And there's a brief moment of, do I leave her? Do I take her? Mm. He should have just staked her as what he should have done. What his uh, his training would have told him to do. Yeah, but as... he has a flashback of his mum. Yeah, which... Before, which he couldn't possibly remember. Exactly. Cause... So, not his mum then. <laughs> Blade was there when it was happening. That was a completely random woman we saw at the beginning. <laughs> no, I think there's liberties with the storytelling but he has a he has a crisis of conscience and then takes karen and throws her out of a window which would definitely kill her the cg on that on her flying through the air and then him jumping that was bad as well it's wasn't dodgy. It? but again it's the 90s it's the 90s let it go give the 90s a chance <laughs> yep so they managed to escape the cops and blade takes karen to his headquarters where they meet whistler who is this kind of old haggard vampire hunter who's helping Blade make weapons and all sorts of different fun and fanciful ways to kill vampires. And they try to cure Karen with a preemptive needle full of garlic juices that usually stops the infection before it has time to spread. But it's a bit wobbly whether they manage to get Karen the injection in time or not. So there's that kind of ticking time bomb in the uh in the form of will karen turn into a vampire or not but then it doesn't does she turn up in the sequel no no, no you don't i see thought her again. i thought so 
Also, there's more interesting vampires in the second one. They're mutated. Oh. They look well cool, actually. Ah, not just weird Robert Patterson-esque people and men in suits. No, like, their jaws split open and, like, open really wide. And they've got weird little, like, tentacle things that come out of their mouth and, like, wrap around your neck. Like a predator mouth. Like, like a, yes, a, actually. With a tentacle. Yeah, like a predator mouth. Okay. And they're all bold. Well, that's just what the predator mouth needed. Tentacles coming out. And they feed on vampires. Oh, as if it wasn't scary enough. Um, how panicked would you be, though? You've been kidnapped by Blade. Okay, yeah. And Karen, she does try to escape, which is f- fairly, well, is it sensible? Yeah, because she doesn't know what their intentions are. She's been kidnapped by some random guy who she's seen, you know, attack somebody else and yeah. just shoot loads of police. But she has also seen a burnt corpse rise from the dead as well and bite her. And right. her friend, her colleague. So you're going to trust the stranger <laughs> that just came in to try and kill the burnt corpse? I don't know. I've seen enough films to cautiously trust a stranger. To cautiously? <laughs> to cautiously, yes. I I've also seen enough films to know not to trust a stranger, so I'm on the fence, Chris. Most of my go, life yeah. experiences are from films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was perfectly rational of her to try and get away. She fails miserably. She can't seem to outrun a guy who has, like, a brace on his leg. Although, to be fair, she doesn't know where she's going in the headquarters, and Whistler does so. And then Blade becomes a silent ninja. Well, he's a vampire. Vampires are known for their ninja skills. Because he jumps down behind her, and Whistler's like, you've met Blade. And she turns around, he's there, you're blocking her way to a locked gate anyway. Yeah. And holding his spinny blade thing. He didn't need that, did he? One, where did he get that from? Because he was just tied down to a chair getting his um, injection so he doesn't... Vampire skills. (laughs) Just broke out, managed to steal his predator blade and then... Steal it? And then crawl up onto the roof and then drop down. Yes. Who was he impressing with dropping down from the ceiling? Whistler, because Karen doesn't see that. I think it's it's meant to be for us, isn't it? But in the terms of the actual story, it'd be Whistler was just like, Damn! Now, did, you I, did, you did you see that? Did you see that? How cool that was! He snuck right up on you. He didn't need his blade thing at all. No. Okay. He could have easily just she, intimidation, was it? I must or have just been. Just like, yeah. look, I've got a really cool thing. He just Shiny. found it on the way. He was like, "Oh, here it is! It's up on this shelf. I'm <laughs> looking for this one. I lost the other one." Yeah. Oh, it's a spare one. He threw it and it landed on the roof, and he's so immaculately clean as well. Yeah. Everything's so sh- there's such a dirty warehouse that it hides out in. It was all nice and clean. I like that warehouse. It was a good base of operations. You should see their base operations in the second one. <laughs> oh, God. Stop teasing me with the second one. So, yeah, nobody's quite sure whether Karen is cured of her vampirisms, but Blade lets her go anyway. It's a trap to bring out one of Quinn's um, uh, corrupt uh, cops that goes after it's Karen. It's one of Deacons, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Frost. um, Yeah, either way, Blade's using Karen as bait to draw out one of Frost's minions. He does. He grabs the cop, interrogates them, uh, goes down onto the street full of people and starts banging this cop's head into the cop car. Nobody seems to blink an eye or go, hey, man, should you be doing that? Beating up this police officer. Yeah. Blade is a scary looking guy, as well as wearing a bulletproof vest with long black coat. You can see a sword sticking out of his back. Just let him get on with it. Or perhaps in that part of the city, they don't care. Cops get beaten up every day. <laughs> All right. Nobody cares. They're just going about their business. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't stop Blade if I saw him beating up a cop. I'm assuming you're going to say so when he breaks character again when uh, 
was it the cop like swears him or something so he's like motherfucking gets his gun out doesn't he <laughs> maybe something like that yeah that's a big gun that blade's got they're, that's his favorite gun they look well called don't they? massive i do like his shotgun skills as well i like his sword where it's got the little trap on it you got to disarm or rips your hand to shreds inventive blade scares off the cop who runs away and then Blade proceeds to do a stakeout on the cop's car, which he obviously needs to get because it's got um, some blood in it for Frost, which is a delicacy in vampire culture. Chilled blood. Yeah. Blood on the rocks. Blood on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Blade does a stakeout. The cop foolishly comes back and then immediately drives to where Blade wants to go for plot convenient reasons there is a bit of a chase this one's weird it's sped up and do you remember at the start of um mad max fury road where there's max's chase through um immortan joe's like cave and there's it's a choppy bit it looks like they've cut out frames right to make it more jerky and more max's disoriented and stuff it feels like they chopped out some frames in this to make the car chase feel more unpredictable and they've also sped it up but so it makes it up inside the car so yeah it's weird so it makes the chopping out of the frames doesn't matter because they've sped up the film anyway so it yeah this chase is is not good also no. the green screen behind blade driving is oh, it's bad, terrible isn't it yeah it's real bad i don't know why they sped it up and I don't know. If they, if they just chopped it out, it would have been better. But there's no need to speed it up, was there? Yeah. I, I always associate sped up film... Lazy editing. Like chases. No, I, it feels like more of an 80s technique, doesn't it? Because you, you get sped up shots in like the Bond films and Jaws yeah. and things to add more pace to it. But it never looks good. But they weren't even sped up that much. This was really sped up. Yeah. So I, I'd probably guess this is one of the last... Or hopefully one of the last examples of sped up footage. There's no more speeding up in the other films. Is there not? Not that I can remember, no. Okay. But it's still bad CG in the second one. <laughs> it's the 90s, Chris. Although uh, Blade 2 is probably naughty, is it? No idea, but I'm oh. guessing it probably okay. is. Uh, yeah, so Blade manages to track down the cop to another club of some sorts. He goes in, tears up the place, interrogates the cop who goes, hey, there's someone in the fridge of importance that you'd you'd really like to see. Blade thanks the cop, sends him on the way, investigates the fridge, and it's actually a secret tunnel to a computery hideout where Frost has been decoding uh, the pages of a very valuable and notable vampire scripture which tells of the prophecy of bringing of, of a blood god and the computers are being manned by a really fat vampire, humongous. Called Pearl. Yes. But I believe it's a man. I was very confused. Because, well, Pearl, and you can tell from the anatomy, they've got huge boobs. So you'd assume it's a woman. Or moobs. Or moobs. Or apparently there were moobs because <laughs> Blake they keeps calling to him, him a bloke. Him. Yeah. yeah. But he's called I'd Pearl. Know. Yeah. Don't know. I, d- I know. But apparently this is what happens if you're morbidly obese and you're a vampire. Well, I think that happens whenever you're morbidly obese. Vampire or not. (laughs) Yeah. Pearl is the tech guy behind... Keeper of the archive. Yeah, and um, she's got the digital data in a handy GIF format. (laughs) Yeah, on a floppy disk. And Blade takes that. And Pearl, under torture, uh, tells Blade about some of the plans that Frost has got going. And 
I think Pearl's killed by the UV light. I don't know, because they get severely burnt. Uh, I think they leave. All he's got to do is, if he has some blood, he will regenerate, won't he? So. But um, Pearl's not seen again. Um, there's not really... Because no. Pearl's completely immobile. So, unless you go back to that specific area, you're not going to see them again anyway. Yeah, because I don't think Frost is going to put in the time and effort to move Pearl from one location to another. Because the rest of the scene plays out and everything of value in that place, including the pages from the uh, vampire prophecy are destroyed during a gunfight with Blade. And Quinn, who shows up to kind of get back the data and kill Blade or capture Blade. Um, But Blade manages to escape with the help of Whistler, who disappears after a train. Does the train hit Whistler? Because he just disappears. No, it shows him again. When they're, when they're fighting, the Whistler gets knocked and he like disappears. And she's like, Whistler, he's like, don't worry, he can take care of himself. And then when they're but fighting... But then what happens? He just disappears. No, no, because when Karen falls down onto the actual train tracks and she's laying there, she can see under the train, she sees Whistler oh. on the other side and he picks up a, um, oh, know, the, the a sewer door or something and he drops down. They're in the sewers, though. They're in the subway. Do the subways have sewer? I don't know things? what it was. Okay, it's a maintenance <laughs> hatch then, but you see him lift it up and he drops down. Okay, I didn't clock that was Whistler. I yeah, thought that was weird. another vampire like going under the tracks to come up. No, no, that, that was Whistler. As the train was passing. Okay, fine. I, I completely misread that scene. But um, yeah, Blade manages to fight off a bunch of vampires. A few of them get hit by the train. Quinn gets his face messed up uh, Spider-Man 3 style in the same way that the Sandman gets his face messed up by the train. Except in 18 fashion, because he's not made of sand, he's made of blood and stuff. They messed up slightly on this scene. After his face gets uh, held against it and it gets all chopped off and stuff, when it cuts to the next scene, his face is perfectly fine for a split second, and when it cuts again, he's then got the damage back on it. Okay. I didn't spot that bit either. Yeah, I I did. I saw that. Okay. Ah. Continuity Chris. (laughs) Ah, so I was on that. (laughs) You've got a new nickname. (laughs) Yeah, Blade and Whistler go back to the headquarters and decipher the ancient floppy disk of (laughs) prophecy. (laughs) (laughs) Which doesn't really decipher anything. It just shows the same video on loop, apparently. Yeah, a GIF. Early GIFs. Early GIFs, was it? (laughs) And and it's um, the symbols for all the uh, ancient vampire houses in a circle and then lightning and blood and shit. I don't know. Uh, vampire magic, apparently. Yeah. Do you um, like that they in have... In floppy uh, disk form. <laughs> they have <laughs> floppy disk form, yeah. That they have pure bloods and half-bloods in this. Because normally vampire, vampire racism? Do I like vampire racism? Yeah, do you enjoy the Chris, vampire racism? Chris, there should be equality in all creatures, <laughs> both mythical and real. Normally... No, <laughs> no, I don't like the vampire racism. No, I like... I like... It makes it feel like... It's good world building, I'll say. It makes it feel like, hey, these vampires haven't just suddenly showed up. There's a sort of hierarchy and, you know, the true-born vampires, they feel that they're more deserving than people that they've bitten and turned into vampires. And they also have treaties, don't they, with humans? Yeah, and they've got wheelings and dealings, because that's obviously how they'd have managed to to survive, survive. yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. It's good world uh, building. You get these half-blood pricks come along, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) And they try and mess it all up. Frost with his nightclubs and his techno music. They can't stand it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, the pure blood ones. They're they're like classic Dracula vampires. (laughs) Older, smoother. They like their suits and their fineries. Not your raves and shit. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like it. They don't approve of this youth music. 
I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, that's a fine bit of world building. That's a good element to it. I don't mind that. Yeah, Frost has also got a subplot where he's taken on the the higher vampires and he kills one of them, leaves them out in the sun to cook. Whilst wearing micros- a motorcycle leather with sunblock yeah. and a helmet. That sunblock comes into play later on. I don't know what strength that sunblock he was using when he was in that park, but... It's quite high. It's at least a factor 50. I know, but I'm guessing because he's in the shade as well. Yeah, and, but, and the leathers, of course. I know, when he's in the park. Oh, in, though, in the, the park, kid, yeah. yes, where he throws that child a blade. That child should also be dead. He throws her through like a, a food stand or something. Yeah. She smashes through. Into a road. Oh, she's fine, any. I don't think she her has a cut on her. slightly messed up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent of her, of her injuries, messed up hair. Yeah, so that's kind of how Frost um, takes over the hierarchy of the vampires. Do you like Frost as a villain? Let's get into him quickly. The the original Robert Patterson-esque Twilight handsome young vampire. What did you think of him? He's a bit of a nutter, isn't he? I guess he's driven, isn't he, by this whole thing of uh, you're a half-blood. You're not as good as us, you know, get out of our way sort of thing. Yeah, he's a barrier breaker. Yeah, he doesn't like that, does he? He's uh, he's fully embraced his vampire side or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and people and, uh, aren't appreciating. No, and the he, techno race that he? he puts together because he owns several clubs, doesn't he? Yeah, and then um, I'm guessing he's always getting told off by these uh, more senior pure bloods. Yeah, their suits and their fancy haircuts, and their meetings, their meetings and a nice table and all this lot. Yeah, I bet they're rich as well. They look like they're rich. Of course, they've been alive for hundreds of years, so they've probably invested in. Things, something, yeah, yeah, something. Techno music. They've invested in the. Mu- they're all music moguls now. He's an okay villain. Again, I prefer the villains from the second one. He's oh, mu- stop he's banging on vampires. about the second bloody it's blade just, it's, film. It's better than the first one, and both of them are better than the third one. Holy fuck, <laughs> the third one is bad. Uh, Frost is he's an okay antagonist. He's nothing really stand out about him. He's just your generic. I'm slightly mad and angry vampire. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine for this film. He's he's not bad. Yeah, it gets a little weird towards the end and a bit more convoluted, but we'll get on to that. Um, yeah, the cop who led Blade to the prophecy page floppy disk room goes to Frost and goes, "Hey, man, I'm I'm here to say I'm sorry. It was a trap. It's a trap, as Akbar would say. Akbar is a vampire. What? What? What do you think? No." <laughs> It's not good. Um, no, he claims it was a trap. He tries to plead to Frost's better nature, but it doesn't work, and he gets his jugular ripped out and thrown into a paddling pool of some sort. Yeah, that pool's a bit weird because it looks like a swimming pool, but obviously the water's running and then there's a bit of a drop. I don't know where that drops down onto, whether you just get in and you just go off the side of the building. No, I think it's like a, just a water feature. You do get... Like proper big pools where they go up right to the side of a of a of a cliff edge or something, and because the pool is deeper, unless you you're foolish and you climb over and then jump out. I know, those always make me nervous when yeah. I see those pools. I'm always concerned about them. I think they're fun. You Just think don't fun? climb over the edge. It's like the pool in the film Oblivion. You seen Oblivion with Tom Cruise? No. There's a pool in that that's like suspended. And looks terrifying because if anything happens, it's going to plummet. And uh, they swim in it and apparently very relaxed. I would not be relaxed in that pool. <laughs> You'd be the opposite of relaxed. I'd be terrified, yeah. Okay. Well, you miss out on the magical benefits of swimming at altitude. 
what benefits are swimming at altitude? I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, the cop's killed. Uh, any survival tips for the cop? Don't go to your psychotic vampire master and be like, I messed up. Sorry. Just quit while you're at it. Well, he's he's magically linked to him. He's magically bribed for some reason. Also, he, he could have at least tried a little bit harder to dodge Blade. I would have and lose him during that t- chase. I don't think he was. Um, I didn't think Blade. He knew Blade was following him. But I would have put a plaster over my little, you know, tattoo mark. Anything that says I'm familiar, and I would have uh, gone to Chicago. Okay. Again, I don't think he can because he's magically. It's not magically. Linked. <laughs> I don't know magically. how vampires. They're just shit tattoos. Works. They're just tattoos to say. No, but he's a. Fam- he's it. a. Fam- he's a familiar man. Yeah. That just, just means they're property of a said vampire. Yeah. They're not magically linked to the vampire. I think there's magical stuff. There's no magical stuff. I think, stuff. no, because he, if he could run, he would run. And he's one of those people that, hey, if I do you a favour, then you'll turn me into a vampire, right? So he still wants that. And there's yeah. probably some vampire magic pheromones going on. No. He just wants to be a vampire. That's why he goes there, because it's his, his drive to want to be a vampire. But so he wouldn't go to Chicago because it would be against his character's nature yeah but for me i'm like fuck this no you're the I'm character going. you go there to frost uh go and find another balcony no you go there you see things okay. are turning south how do you fight out of it i jump in the pool hide, let, let hide it take under me the over pool. the side and see what happens because unless you survive bleeding out and change to a vampire it's not even guaranteed you will change because apparently it can go wrong as I we think see later that bite isn't a friendly bite. That's a killing bite. I, I think it is as well. Yes. Have you seen much? Bl- and then some weird uh, blood kissing licking between Frost and uh, that girl vampire. Yeah, I don't approve of that. She gets it on his ear. Yeah, I don't approve. <laughs> I didn't think you would. No. <laughs> um, I mean, the best tip would be not to go there in the first place, but... Character nature. Yeah, Go there I with a the shotgun. He wouldn't, though. He wouldn't <laughs> go there armed, would he? It's a cop. He's got a shotgun in his But car. it, w- it wouldn't be loaded with stakes or anything to fight vampires well, with. Well, no, you, vampires get... You shoot them, they die. If you hit them in the heart. Yeah, or the head. As Blade said, he, d- he does say, and if you don't hit him in the heart or the head, then you Yeah, but those, eat are, those bullets are like silver nitro tipped or something. Or something. They're, not, they're think, not normal bullets. No, but I still think getting shot would knock a vampire down. If you shoot a vampire in the head, it'll take him a while to recover from that. So you're saying... Enough time to escape. So you're saying Although then you'd have to die hard in a building full of vampires, presumably. So he would have to go there, up to the penthouse where this vampire party's going on, with a shotgun in the hope no vampires go, why have you got your shotgun there, friend? I Bloody. couldn't leave it in the car. This is a rough neighbourhood. <laughs> i got a sign for this thing when I get back to the station. No, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so okay. dead. Yeah. Okay, so Blade, he goes off to investigate some more. Frost throws a child at him and all that nonsense happens. And then Frost goes to uh, Blade's headquarters, kills Whistler with the help of uh, Quinn, leave Whistler there to change into a vampire. Blade comes back, finds the destruction. Karen's also been kidnapped. There's a video cassette tape. It's a play me. Blade ignores that to begin with, just pushes it aside. Yeah. Finds Whistler, who says, hey, I'm, I'm bleeding out here, man. Leave me your gun so I can shoot myself because I really don't want to be a vampire. Blade leaves in the biggest gun imaginable. Well, he's only gun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he has big guns. Still, that's going to explode Whistler's head. It's going to take his head clean off. That's What's great about this bit is Whistler gives him a go. He's like, walk away, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Blade does that. He didn't get shot. 
At that point, Blade would have to turn and walk back to get the videotape. Oops, forgot the tape. Exactly. <laughs> Unless there was a, a quick sleight of hand that you didn't say. No, no, Blade had to stop turning because he had to go get the gun anyway. Okay, so it's fine for him to crawl along the wall and jump down, but it's impossible for him to quickly swipe a cassette tape. Yes. Bollocks. <laughs> anyway, he sees the tape and it's Frost saying, hey man, you should come and find me at this place. Otherwise I'm going to eat Karen or some shit like that. Blade follows the instructions. He goes to Frost's meeting point and then is stunned to find that his mum is a vampire and alive. I was not stunned to find that. So I knew it was going to come. Okay. They showed her in another scene before with Frost. Um, I didn't twig that it was the same person. No, because you don't, you don't, you're not meant to, are you? Because you sort of half see her face and it cuts to just show, the, you know, from her neck downwards. Yeah. It's so you don't realise. Yeah, I didn't realise. It also took me a while after the reveal. Are they the same actress? Oh. Yeah, but just slightly different as hairstyles. Yeah, I think, hairstyles. It, I think it was the hair that threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what else is weird? Whistler doesn't die. <laughs> Spoilers. Is he in the sequel? He's a vampire. He changes. In the sequel? Yeah. So he shot him. He, he shot himself and missed. And no, he shot himself, but he was too far gone. He regenerated and he changed. Oh, thanks for spoiling the second film for me. Stop, stop talking about the second <laughs> film. We're talking about the first film. Jeez. We're talking about the stunning revelation that... Blade's mum is an evil vampire. And then they have some weird scenes. Yeah, they're very they weird. really close. Now, when I first watched I don't this approve film, of these scenes, Chris. I thought they were going to like start kissing. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Was, they don't. I don't approve. <laughs> I don't approve of that. <laughs> I don't approve. I don't approve at all. Yeah, so Blade's uh, kidnapped and taken to the ritual tomb thing. All the members of the Pure Blood High Council are lined up in in their respective corners. Blade's blood is dripped into a collecting thing and then lightning and skeletons coming out of vampire corpses and flying about. I don't know what that's meant to be. No. I don't know if it's meant 90s, to be... The 90s, Chris! CG! I don't know if it's meant to be linked to the fact that um, vampirism as a virus was started as some sort of uh, demonic curse or something. And it, these, this is like the manifestation of the virus coming out. Skeletons with wings. Vampire skeletons with wings, yeah. I don't think that is the manifestation of it. That's what I like to think. <laughs> it's either that or it's what's going to look cool. We have some money left over. Let's do some more piss poor CG. Yes. Okay, fair yes, enough. I think that was the <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing, yeah. We've got some we've we've got some skeleton <laughs> skeleton things. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, the, that CG was not good. But there is worse CG that I'll, I'll get to. Blade is rescued by Karen, uh, who breaks him out of the um, the weird tomb. Uh, she lets Blade suck her blood so that Blade can regain his strength. He does this a lot. When he's drinking her blood, he takes a lot. Like He's doing it for a long time. It's an uncomfortably long time. Intercut with skeleton yeah. flying stuff. And when he finishes, she collapses, which is understandable. She's lost a lot of blood. She crawls away. And then she's able to get straight back up and she's fine. Not even dizzy. No, and she does some kick-ass stuff as well. Yeah, she kills a vampire and everything. Yeah, whenever I give blood, it's always don't operate heavy machinery after. Exactly, she should be like dizzy, collapsing everywhere, not be able to do anything. But she's like unaffected. Perhaps Blade didn't drink any. He doesn't know how to. He just bites and he doesn't realize. Yeah. When he first bites, if you listen, you can hear like a sucking noise. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, you hear that like to begin with, and then the rest oh. of the shots they take it out. Luckily, because when he first does it, and I was, you can just hear. <laughs> And I was like, what? No. <laughs> there are a lot of weird cartoony-esque uh, sound effects in this. The shotgun being uh, repumped. That's a weird <laughs> proper 
cartoony esque ones and the punching sound effects of the oh they always do that don't yeah. they the old martial arts films and stuff yeah they do that a lot in Kill Bill as well with the, the yeah. over the top <laughs> punching films and I, I think this is also meant to be there's definitely a lot of martial arts going on choreography wise in the fight scenes which yeah. I, I approve of the fight scenes are well choreographed and well structured I, I do like that yeah Blade yeah he gives back to full strength he kills his evil vampire mum uh, and then he goes down and sorts out Frost's men uh, Karen also gets in on the action, steals a shotgun, and shoots a guy off a off a balcony. Good fun. She also kills a, a weird, sexy vampire. Sexy vampire with, <laughs> with mace. I don't know. I don't think she's given a character name. That garlic mace is really, really it's, potent. It makes yeah. her head pop. I thought it just would have um like like burned stunned them, them and then yeah yeah like choke them out a bit. Nope. <laughs> Apparently, no. It makes her head pop. Yeah. Why doesn't Blade have garlic mace? He probably does. Stands in a circle, just spraying it everywhere. Yeah, he probably it's probably part of his arsenal, but maybe he's lost it. He's got um, the anticoagulant injection things and his sword. Oh yeah, anticoagulant stuff which uh, stops. Was it as many thin blood as in it in humans? Um, vampires explode. And all these years, for Whistler biology, never found this out. In all these years, he's no. been doing it. Well, Blade's not a particularly... He's not going to have been a particularly well-educated man in su- the sciences, is he? Because yeah, he's probably Whistler not have gone have to, to, to school. Whistler, he doesn't strike me as a well-educated guy either because he's been thrown into the vampire hunting business late on in his life. So I don't I don't think he's going to be looking into blood sciences right. and things like I that. I like as well how he says, um, he's like, oh, I've been trying for so long to find a cure. Karen comes along, she's like, well, I found a cure for if you're bitten by a vampire. That took me like two minutes. Yeah. The fuck have you been doing? Because she's a hematologist. That's her, her field. What's Whistler's field? Guns and shit. Guns and engines and looking like a badass. Yeah. That's, With his long <laughs> that's hair, his field. Yeah. That's, that's his, his field. field, yeah. He does well. He's the best in his field. They use her cure in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> We're still on the first one. And now, Chris, we come to the thing I've been teasing all Oh, this deleted all scene. Podcast. Go on. Now, the the final fight for this is a standard... Well, not really a standard. It's a sword fight which Blade cuts Frost in half and then Frost uh, recombines. Oh, that's in, bad CG as well. In, that is bad CG. The original ending, Chris, was more of that bad CG because Frost was meant to be a blood tornado. with with that kind of weird gloopy blood effect it does not look good i would recommend that you have a look at the i don't think it's finished i think it's a real rough draft because during the production they were doing the cg and they went yeah i don't think we're going to be able to make this look good and they tested it with screen audiences and they checked out because it's just a red blob it's horrible but then how they kill Frost isn't entirely great either. True, but it's better than... It's a lot better than the version right. that they deleted. <laughs> because it's it's kind of... Blade, in the deleted scene, he gets the vials of the um, anticoagulant, cut it, and the blue liquid kind of spins around in the tornado and gets sucked up into it, and then the tornado explodes. It's a lot better that Wesley Snipes is chucking them. And it's a, like prosthetics in the head and all the needles in him and then he explodes in a slightly 2d sprightly fashion but it's yeah it's definitely a lot better than the 90s cg that they were going for in the original version i'll I'll have a look at this yeah so 
Frost, how do we survive as, as him? He puts up a fair fight. He gets a good few good licks in on, on Blade, but then he gets a bit too overconfident, lets Blade get the anticoagulants. Well, he uh, thinks it's his serum, doesn't he? He thinks it's, it's Blade's serum. Yeah, that's wh- why he lets him get it, and then Blade chucks it at him, and yeah. Explodey time. I don't know. He's meant to be a vampire god now, a blood god, isn't he? It seems like this uh, explodey stuff should be beneath him. Like, it should have hit him and he'd been like, it's going to do nothing he's, to me. He's the blood god, so would he be more susceptible to blood attacking agents? No, he should be like a god. <laughs> uh, it feels like he should have grown wings and flew. Okay, they couldn't afford that CG. But that's what should have happened. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. If you've seen the CG. You've seen the CG on the flying skeletons. No. Yeah, I wanted more of that. No, it's the bad. Is, he throws one at Frost that hits him. And Frost can obviously, he feels it. He must feel it inject into him because he's like, ah, ah, ah. He then proceeds to do a weird ass jump through the air where he has to bring his hands up and bring his knees up. I don't know why they have to do that style of jumping. And it's Blade throwing them all in. He can run really fast at this point. Why not just run at Blade, dodging all of this stuff. Yeah. And slice through him. Because plot armor for Blade and his sequels. Plot armor? Yeah. That's you can't have nasty. a sequel without Blade, can you? But, yeah, I mean, that's the best way you could have gone. No weird slow motion jumpy stuff, trying to be all Matrix style. I think that's the camera. I don't think he was jumping in slow motion. That's for us. It looks The viewers. Weird. <laughs> yeah, super fast sprint, dodger things. Or, you know, use your, some of your, your blood god magic. He must have some sort of thing. Make a tornado. Oh, no, that doesn't His- work. <laughs> His eyes turn red. That must mean he's got something, you know, blood vision. He squirts blood out of his eyes. Oh, great. The deadliest weapon. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel like he should have been able to catch all the vials and blade through them all. Or dodge them, at least. Yeah, you know, do like a backflip or something. Yeah. Or turn into a blood tornado. No. <laughs> or a bat. Yeah. A bat. No, they don't turn into bats, do they? They do in the third one. Fuck off about the third. <laughs> the sequels. I have not mentioned the third one yet. <laughs> You've mentioned it enough. Um, yeah, that pretty much sums up Blade, um, the first Blade, and then Karen bugs off, never to be seen again. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see in a second. Yeah, one. and then Blade's in Russia. Yeah, I don't know why he goes to Russia. Vampires in Russia? But then, do you know what, you know, Vladimir uh, Vampire? <laughs> <laughs> you know Quinn, the one yes. that he tried to stake it, because he doesn't actually kill him in this film, he disappears, doesn't he? No, Quinn, I forgot to mention, Quinn... When Blade jumps down and he's like, ah, oh, who wants some? Quinn goes, hey, man, I owe you. You chopped off my hands. He oh, he runs, does kill him, doesn't he? Yeah, he runs into uh, Blade and Blade has got this fibre wire, really sharp razor wire, and that decapitates Quinn. Seems like he and killed then, him too easily. He's had all this trouble. Then yeah. He just goes, gone. All I had to do was just chop his head off. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Do it. Quinn talks a big game, but he doesn't deliver very often. It's because he keeps surviving all these encounters with Blade, so he's like, oh, I must be good. Yeah, he gets overconfident. I imagine there's a- occasional slip-ups where the other times that Blade has attempted to kill him, thing- outside influences have saved Quinn. Like the cops in the in the rave. He's only saved yeah. by that. And then Quinn's like, oh, it's just me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just too good. Yeah, and then he's saved by a train. And... Yeah, yeah, all sorts of... Sh- like, outside influences have spared him from Blade eventually chopping his head off. He should have ran. I would have been he like... He did! Oh, he ran into him! He oh, ran the, the wrong other way. way! Yeah, <laughs> because the others were running and you could have just left. No, I, at this point, Quinn's... He's too over... He's gone cocky. He's like, my friend's now a blood god. It's all his backup. I've got two new hands. Look at what they can do. Yeah. 
What have you got, Blade? You've got a vest. And some razor wire. Yeah, he doesn't say that initially, does no. he? No. So that's the end of Blade. It's a fairly good film. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Apart from it the is. 90s CG. That's what makes it good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shall we get on to the news, Chris? The news. Yes, yes and news. we'll start with Chris's Corner. This is a segment where Chris sometimes watches some films, and he sometimes ranks them. Chris. Yes. What have you been indulging in this week? Well, obviously Blade. And then we watched... Oh, God. What do you mean, we? Don't drag me into this. No, no, not you. Uh, I have seen Fifty Shades Darker, and I've seen Fifty Shades Freed. Oh, you had a double bill of (laughs) Fifty Shades. Oh, yes. But I watched the first hour of Fifty Shades Darker, then I had to watch Fifty Shades Freed, and then I had to go back and watch the second hour of Fifty Shades Darker. You didn't have to watch the first two at all. (laughs) It's the completionist in you. You've got to watch the trilogy. But I've seen the trilogy, and I can safely say the first one is the weakest. The second and third ones, as well as their numerous uh, intercourse scenes, they tried to develop some danger. I mean, it's a helicopter crash. Oh, did crash. they try to insert some plot into their... There was, there was yeah, there was a... Softcore porn. <laughs> there was a helicopter crash. There was a um, an attempted sexual assault. Was it an action-packed assault. helicopter crash? It took ages to crash. <laughs> It, well, the engines, got, the engines cut out, plot, and then so. it was like really taking ages to crash. And um, I mean, it couldn't go down a big ball of fire because it had that Christian guy in it, so he had to survive it. Oh, plot armor! Then there was a bit. There was a. Uh, there's an attempted sexual assault that results in a guy getting fired, and the guy that got fired then comes back in the third one to kidnap her, uh, the the main woman girl, and like try to bribe all this money and stuff. And yeah, it's, uh, it's all over the place again. They sort of throw these elements in without really explaining it. So you got this guy called Jack. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. And he's um he was Anastasia's boss at this publishing house. He tries to sexually assault her. He gets fired. In the third one, he's developed not some... not sent to prison for attempted rape. No, no, he or... goes to prison in the third one, and he gets out on a five hundred thousand bail or whatever much it is. It's ridiculous amounts. I don't know how he gets out. Doesn't explain it, but somebody pays his I d- bail. I don't. I don't think they know how the justice system works. He goes from being this publisher to somehow developing these savvy tech skills, where he goes in, hacks his way into the Christian Grey's, like, business, into a server room, steals those data and makes a fire, and then breaks into, like, a really secure penthouse and tries to abduct Anastasia and all this lot. You'd think he's, like, ex-military, but you don't get any backstory on him. You just get he's a publisher. Hang on, what were they publishing? All sorts. He's, his tech, s- if they're publishing a tech fiction. magazine. No, fiction. Oh, fiction, okay. All you get on him is that he's had three previous assistants that caught within 18 months, because I'm guessing he was lewd towards them. And suddenly he's like, this master hacker infiltrator guy. Also, they had to make an antagonist that was more unlikable than Christian Grey. Yeah, they did. A they weird billionaire sex pest. <laughs> What's worse than that? Oh, they explain his thing away about the reason he likes doing this thing to women because uh, the woman he picks look like he's dead prostitute, druggy mum. Oh, good. And he punishes We've got them elements of psycho in there as well. <laughs> yes, it is. It's all over the place. Uh. And then at the ending of it, it shows a nice little montage thing of all the other films. And I thought, thank God it's done. So you didn't have to watch the other two films because they were going to show you no, bits anyway. No, they didn't. <laughs> they show bits of the other two films. It's like, a look look what they've been through. Now they live happily ever you know, together. Oh, good. So the weird sex man that kept offering, hey, contracts. Yeah? Yeah, that contract doesn't really service at all. He gives up with the contract thing. Oh, good. Because um, he's, he's doing her anyway without the contract. Okay. So he doesn't need it. And Christian Grey doesn't die. No, why would he die? And he lives happily ever after. They have two kids, yeah. 
Fuck that franchise. What other films have you watched? Open House, or The Open House. A Netflix original film came in there last month, I think. Okay, I've not heard it. Well, what it's, is, what it's is it? It's decent. It has a, the ending lets it down. It's Plot, decent what is it? Name. What is it? Is it a comedy, a it's horror? A, no, horror. It's a son and his mother, recently widowed. The mother, that is not, not, not the, the son. son. <laughs> <laughs> They're hard times. They've got no money. So her, her sister, the mum's sister, says, oh, I've got this big house in the mountains. You can stay there free of rent until you get back on your feet. By the way, we are trying to sell it. So every Sunday, there's an open house. So if you make yourself scarce, there's an open house and you can come back. They go there. They well, couldn't they just stay in the house to show people around? No, because they're the, the retailers, agent. the people that are trying to sell it, like, oh. kick him out, say, like, you can't be here. You're going to ruin it. You scare off the buyers because you're poor. Well, no, not really, because you can go... Hey, oh, we, we're living in the this house. The plot will only work <laughs> if they're not hey, there. <laughs> we we quite like living in this house. There's a good amount of features. As people it's that have been living house. in it, we can say, yes. And you're going to have posh people come of living to view. Here. That's what I would do. If I was trying to sell this house genuinely, that would be my selling tactic. It wouldn't. I'm, I'm in the market for a house, so if you want to sell me a creepy house, then that's fine. The house is nice. It's a nice house. Yeah. So... So where does the horror come in? Well, mother and son leave the open house. They then return, and the entire thing is, oh, what if somebody came to the open house and stayed? See, this wouldn't have happened if you'd have stayed in the house and shown I, them I around I don't know. He somehow manages to hide everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, he hides, and he starts messing with them. He moves things. He sneaks out during the night, moves stuff around. He keeps turning off the boiler. I don't know. Oh, the furnace. <laughs> the so they spookiest have no thing. No and hot water. The suspense is there because it's building up. You, you, you know he's going to be doing something. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, okay. it's decent. It's decent. Okay. Do you want to rank the four films as you Open House, do? Blade. But the ninety CG is better than Fifty Shades. <laughs> and then um, you can pick and choose whether which one you want, third or fourth. I don't want to pick and choose. I don't want to watch Fifty Shades, Chris. Actually, you know, we'll put the third one fourth, and we'll put the no, we'll put the second one fourth. Which one the had the helicopter crash? The second one... Which one had the plot? <laughs> the second, the third one had more, because that had some duct- no, some blood in that. It was some physical violence. Somebody got beaten up. Oh, so no. We're going to put that one in third place, and the second one can go fourth. Brilliant. Yeah, there we go. I've never been <laughs> more, <laughs> more disgusted I'm with I'm buying you the Blu-ray extended box set. You do? I'll make sure that you have to eat it. Or maybe you can use it as anal beads or whatever the <laughs> fuck Christian Grey does. Oh, he gets some beads out in one I of them. I don't care. <laughs> Chris, proper news now. Let's Go talk on. about it. I missed out a trailer. One oh, of my many days. trailers the, the Super Bowl dropped right. from last week. I missed out Mission Impossible Fallout, that trailer. Uh, I think it's the sixth Mission Impossible film. It looks okay. Also, some other trailers came out. Ready Player One got a second trailer, and The Incredibles 2 got a teaser trailer. Yes, it did. Well excited. Do you like the um the, the twist on it? It's, it's set, I think, immediately after the first one. Yeah, because the first one ends with the, the mole people coming up, and then he's shown it in the trailer, isn't he? Yeah. Well, the twist is he stays at home now, Bob stays at home, and Helen goes out to uh, be... Is it Elastigirl? Yeah. Yeah. She goes and does some superheroing whilst he's a stay-at-home dad. Which is good because he ran out and tried to do secret superheroing in the last one and left mum at home with the kids. That's not cool, Bob. Do you think that's what the whole film's going to be about, that? Or do you think that's only like the beginning? and then It'll the... be the setup and then maybe Elastigirl will get in over her head and then the whole family will have to join him. I mean, Jack-Jack. Like, Jack... It'll be like the first one. and Yeah, yeah. they do. Jack-Jack could do it all his own. He's, he has every superpower, doesn't he? Yeah, he's also a baby. 
I know. He's really dangerous. He needs to be locked away. Yeah. Oh, crazy laser-eyed electric teleporting baby. Like With fire breath as well. as well. It turns into yeah. a devil. He has every power, yes. Yeah, most most of the powers. Doesn't have invisibility, though. He probably does. He just doesn't know how to use yeah. it yet. Not got, well, teleporting is better than super speed. So <laughs> <laughs> fine. No, he's not uh, got Sam Jackson freeze powers. That's cool. Sam yet. Jackson's he got will. freezing, but he, well, he might do, yeah. But yeah, it's... um. Is that something that Jackson voiced in him in the first one? The yeah. Freezy dude. See, I was too young at that point and realise. What do you mean you're too young? Everybody knows Sam Jackson. Yeah, I didn't realise it was him then, though. Sam motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks I, good. I the first one. Did you watch the Ready Player One trailer? What do you think of, of this film? Because I've it's based on a book. I've only seen the first trailer for the teaser one. Looks interesting. I'm not sure whether most of the film's going to be in the real world or in this futuristic thing. I did see Chucky in there, and I saw Freddy Krueger in in there. Yeah, the Iron Giant's in there, and so's the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Uh, the Interceptor's in there. The back, all I think it's the Back to the Future cars in there as well. The DeLorean, yeah. It's just a loads of geeky references from all sorts of different film franchises. Yeah, yeah. Looks. I don't know. I need to watch the second trailer. I wasn't entirely wowed by the first one. It depends if most of the film's going to be real life or. I think it'll be simulation thing. matrix stuff because that's where you're the majority of your punchy crunchy action is going to come from, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Also, the second trailer has some dodgy CG. Right. Well, I'll watch the second trailer. I'll let you know then. I think you'll know is when it unfinished you CG. See it. I don't know, possibly, but I think it's too late for them to change it. All right. I mean, it's a Spielberg film. His his films are normally quite good. He's gotten oh. There's not as much magic as before, I'm going to say. How dare you? So, <laughs> this is the man that brought us E.T. <laughs> and Jaws and Jurassic Park and a lot of other of my favourite films. But yeah, it's been a while since he's he's had a proper standout big blockbuster. Perhaps this is going to be it. Maybe, yeah. I think his last film was the BFG, which I think did fine, but... I've I, not watched that yet. No. It's on Netflix. I'm going to give it a watch. I don't think it'll be as good as the animated version, which was scary. Not seen that. But that's scary. Take your word for it. I'm genuinely terrified. <laughs> uh, last bit of news then, Chris. Kung Fury. Oh, I read about this. Okay. Tell me what you read and I'll tell you if you've got my news. They're, aren't they? They're taking the 30-minute video and they're turning it into a, a full feature-length film and there's Arnold Schwarzenegger's on it? Yes. Yeah. It's getting a. It's a follow-up to the... 30 minute short right. uh kung fury has set up a police academy with the best martial artists in the world and he has to get revenge when the kung fuhrer adolf hitler <laughs> kills one of his closest friends sadly i think it's probably going to be triceracop because oh, triceracop no. is the best character in that film and yeah it's up to kung fury and his team of crack kung fu cop experts to track down the fuhrer the kung fuhrer throughout all of space and time but yeah schwarzenegger is on the cast list is it going to be really cheap and cheerful cg because that's what made the first one good wasn't it i enjoyed that it's not that it it was cheap and cheerful it was stylish and the style suited the boundaries of the budget and kung fury it doesn't look cheap it looks well made and that's probably because they had a a short time frame but a a serious i think is a i'm not sure what they got it was crowdfunded but they got a, a decent amount of wonga and mm. yeah they've used it quite well so i'm not sure how this is being funded 
and I'm not sure Arnold how it's pay for it all. <laughs> I doubt that, but <laughs> he's doing it for a payday probably. But it's no, the Hoff. Uh, I don't know. I also the theme tune. I don't know. The Hoff might be in it again, but I don't know how this is being distributed. Whether it's YouTube or maybe it's getting a theatrical release, or maybe it's going on to Netflix. Because they took the first one off Netflix. Oh, it's off. I okay. searched for it the other day when I when I read this. I was like, oh, ah. I might. I feel like watching it. It's gone. Well, it's on YouTube if you want it. Yeah. That's it, Chris. Um, next week, the film that we're going to be talking about is the film that we really should have been talking about this week, Black Panther. Iron Man 2. <laughs> no. <laughs> Black Panther, uh, which is out, but we couldn't watch it because someone was too busy watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Great trilogy. Recommend it, everyone. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be catching up with all the cool podcasts that have been talking about Black Panther. And yeah, if you're interested in our thoughts on that, you can join us next week for that but um yeah and also if you've seen black panther email us we could survive that at gmail.com or tweet us at we could survive and tell us what you thought of the film but if you email spoilers before i see it i well, will be angry you don't read the emails anyway exactly so. but you you're do, you put in the minimum and you you'll tell me <laughs> yes i'm also not silly enough to read hopefully an email that you send with contains my thoughts on Black Panther. I'll read any emails after I've seen the film. So, yeah. All Please right. do email in and, and, and tell us your thoughts and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, that's it, Chris. Awesome. You have all been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. We're going to see you all next week for Black Panther. But until then, keep on panthering something. I don't know. Goodbye. <laughs>